At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with michael lombardi and patrick maher on vsin Okay, so Lombardi line on a Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We say good morning to you. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi, we're having some technical issues with Michael. We'll get him back in just a second. Will Hill joins. We're talking association and some betting across a Sunday board. Sundays can be tricky when betting the NBA. There's always, it's anomalous constantly uh, with teams out on Saturday night, some travel days, getaway days, as we say hi to Will and bring them back. So, Will, I asked you the question about the Eastern Conference. I'll ask you the same question about the Western Conference. Obviously, not as deep, not as tough this year. But the numbers, if we do have Will, fellas, we can bring them up here. The numbers on the Western Conference right now, the Warriors at plus 140, your betting favorite to come out of the West. The Suns at plus 170, which is fascinating because they haven't taken their foot off the gas at all. As a matter of fact, you can see the variance as far as the books. I've got one book reporting the Suns at plus 170. I've got another book here in town, BetMGM, reporting the Suns plus 190. The Jazz, you're throwing away money, 7.5 to 1 to come out of the West. The Grizzlies at nine and a half to one. The Grizzlies at BetMGM are sitting 12 to one on the board. Who are you looking at as far as coming out of the West here, Will Hill? Going to my head, I would say the Suns, uh, just so deep, so good, both sides of the ball. You figure they get Paul back in time where, you know, it's not an issue, but uh, yeah, I, I would say the Suns. Now, you know, they don't fit the profile of a typical title team. Usually to win the title, you have a top three, top five player. The Suns don't have that. I mean, Booker's a really good player. Paul's a really good player, Hall of Famer. But they don't have that top three or five player. And you just go back and look at the champions in the NBA. It, they usually have a top three or five guy. I mean, I guess the Pistons in 04 would be an exception. Although, you know, if you remember those teams, Rasheed Wallace, when he was in the mood, was about as good as anybody. So that's a little bit uh, different. And those teams were so deep. But uh, I would still say the Suns. If you're looking for a sleeper, I think it's a year early on the Grizzlies, although they are very good. They are very dangerous. Maybe the Nuggets, if they get Porter back, if they get Murray back, uh, that's a tough place to win. They obviously have a great player in Jokic. Uh, like you said, it's just not as deep uh, a Western conference as we're used to seeing. The Lakers got to be kicking themselves because, it, you know, with LeBron, with Davis, if they could have just built some sort of a team around them, they should really, you know, with those two players, be able to come out of this conference. But like we talked about before, they are nowhere close. Now the turnover go, the turnover rate goes up without Paul. And what's fascinating is we bring in Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line. What's fascinating, Michael and Will, about Chris Paul is he's got that broken thumb, but he played in the All-Star game. I, as a front office exec, Michael Lombardi, that had to be dubious. You watch a dude out there in an ex exhibition – 
when you're chasing a title. Remember, they're up to nothing on the Bucks last year and lost four straight. This is, this is revenge season for the Suns, and he's playing in an exhibition with a broken thumb. Yeah, you wondered why how that happened. You know, like why would they let him not? I don't know if they have to cast it. Did they have to reset it? Did they have to put a screw in it? I, I you know, I don't know the whole medical issue, but certainly it's got to be a concern. I want to react to Will asked the question when I was having a little bit of technical difficulties about Zion. And, you know, it's not good down there at all. I mean, the, the lack of effort, the, the lack of buy-in by him. I mean, I, I think ultimately they've done everything to try to tailor things around him. And the word on the street through my NBA sources is it, there's not a lot of cooperation coming back from him. You know, and and Barkley and and Shaq have gone out of their way to say, hey, look, you can't play at that weight in the NBA and survive. I mean, and Barkley was speaking from someone that that understood it better than anybody. And yet this kid doesn't seem to really value his conditioning. And certainly, uh, you know, the media hype around him was sensational. But for the Jet, for, for the for the Pelicans, you've got to feel for them because they're not getting their money's worth. Well, I'll ask you both. I'll start with Will Hill. Will, have you been to New Orleans? I have not. Okay, Michael Lombardi, you've been to New Orleans. Yeah. And you know when you go to New Orleans, the cuisine is very good and it's very rich. Yeah, when I land at the airport, I immediately gain eight pounds. I mean, (laughs) I haven't eaten anything yet, and I gain eight pounds. I mean, the minute I end there, and I I don't even buy anything at the coffee shop. I mean, as soon as I smell a beignet, it's over with. So you gain weight by osmosis by simply landing Just completely. I mean, if I enter the state of Louisiana, you know, Jick Jack, when he does his his food surveys on, on weekends, I gain three pounds. So... You know, I mean, it's challenging. Look, it's the worst place to. You have to be very careful uh, as a general manager of any New Orleans team because it is a great party town for three days, right? And so your players have to be focused and concentrated on what the on what the task at hand is. And obviously, Zion hasn't bought into that concept. Well, the city's turning on him because they got the Mardi Gras floats. Listen, it's it's not even like being on the planet when you're in New Orleans. They've got parades all over the place, and recently they had a, a, a float uh, there in the city, and it was named Setback. So it was a, it was a Pelican float, Will Hill, for Zion Setback. So the city's turning on them as well. Yeah, and I actually heard Jonathan Vilma talk about this uh, recently. He said when he got traded from the Jets to the Saints, he was there like a month. He went for a weigh-in, and the trainer was like, hey, man, are you okay? Like, what are you eating? He gained, like, I don't know, 15, 20 pounds, and he said he really had to, you know, cut it back to maybe once a week going to, you know, the places he liked where, like you mentioned, it's a huge adjustment with the food down there. But it's no doubt, and you, you have to be really cognizant about it. I mean, it's just it's a great party place, and, and people come there to party, and if you got a bunch of your – they want you to go with them. It's a little bit like if you live in Vegas, you know, everybody comes to town, they want you to hang with you, you know. And so, look, I think this kid's got to decide what he wants to be. You know, I mean, he was the first pick overall, but he's been a major disappointment. There's no denying it. And I think even when he plays, we saw no defensive uh, defense out of him. I mean, you know, I know he's got this – the mainstream – media thinks he's the greatest player since sliced bread, but it hasn't really manifested itself when you watch him play. I mean, one end of the floor, certainly, but not the other end. I mean, his numbers were insane last year. Shot a a ridiculous percentage from the field. So when he does play, 
He's tremendous, but the problem is, as you mentioned, he hasn't been on the court, and there are issues, injury concerns, and obviously weight concerns with Zion Williamson. I'll ask you the same question that I was just asking Will Hill, and we'll, we'll take a look at today's board here in a bit, Michael, but I asked him the East, because the East, we, ha we haven't seen the Eastern Conference be this tight in 20 years, and I'm taking a look. If I were just to give you, you know the, you know the contenders, the Nets are your favorites to come out of the East, barely over the Bucks. And, but I know you like a team in Boston specifically, no? Yeah, no doubt. I think Boston and Miami, the value of those two teams are, are worth playing right now. You know, I think you, you've got a really good team. Miami's obviously leading the East right now. They're getting better. They can, they scored 130 some points against San Antonio. They don't have to play the game in the nineties to win it. They can score and they've got a bench and they've got some depth and it's at five to one. I think those are pretty good odds. The Celtics at nine to one are really good odds. I don't like anybody else after that. I mean, I think the Bulls are a nice uh, regular season story. I don't know if they'll go very far, but at, at plus 500 for the Heat and plus 900 for the, for the Celtics, Will, I think those are good values. Yeah, and he could be the one seed. It's interesting. You could be in a scenario where the, you're the one seed, but you get like the Nets in the first round because uh, the seeding could be all out of whack. I was just talking with Patrick before. At, at some point, you got to start to worry about the Bucks and not give them a pass anymore. They have not played well. They have not defended well. Uh, it, it, yeah, like you mentioned, it's kind of wide open. I don't think you know the Bulls. I don't think they have enough. Uh, the Cavs are a nice story. It, it's one of the big three or four here with Sixers, Bucks, Nets, Heat, uh, and then the Celtics are right there. You know, the Celtics. Th this win streak has come against. Uh, a lot of bad teams, a lot of teams missing their best player, but they've played well. They've defended well, uh, but I, I think you made a good point. I think probably bang for your buck, Heat at 5-1 to one is pretty good. Fellas, taking a look at the line movement on the NBA board, we mentioned the 76ers. Will has a couple of eight and a halfs out there off a six and a half opener there at Madison Square, taking on the Knicks today. Another one, and I think it's because of the Clay, Clay Thompson. He's a game time decision tonight in Golden State. Dallas in town, a fun game. Michael, I'll start with you. This number open, Golden State six. It's been bet down to three and a half, four, and I think that has everything to do. Green obviously out, but Clay Thompson's a game time decision tonight for the Warriors. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like it just reading between the it doesn't sound like he's going to play and I think Dallas has played really good defense especially when they've been challenged like they have and you know I think this is why this number's moving in that direction uh, because of, of clay and, and all that and I, I think ultimately too Dallas is a good ATS team you know they're 33 26 and one against it they're good on the road they're 17 to 12 on the road in ATS so and their defense comes to play I mean they're only giving up 103 points I mean their defense is actually better than the Warriors defense which gives up 103.5 they give up 103.4 they're very very close so and Luca's going to play better than he did the other night I agree with what will said earlier this line for Philadelphia you're paying a tax at eight. I think you're paying too much at eight and a half. I think, I think this will be a really close game into the fourth quarter. I think the Sixers certainly can win it, but I would jump all over the eight, eight and a half if I could. Will Hill, one of the bigger shockers for me this year is Jason Kidd getting that Mavs team to play defense like they are. Uh, a dead not under team. This is Golden State. I just, as we're talking, it's lighting up the board. I got a couple of threes. So again, a six opener. We just went to three and a half here, Will, with the Warriors laying it. The Warriors are good ATS at home. Any thoughts on Mavs Warriors? You put it well with kid. You know, we see these coaches, especially in the NFL, they get hired as labeled retreads. I think people forget to realize or, or don't realize, 
you know, you, you can learn stuff. Uh, once you get fired, you go somewhere else, you be an assistant. I mean, kid went to the Lakers. He was around LeBron. You know, he's around Vogel. I think the second, third time around, as you get older, you get experience, you can learn things and be better than you were the first time around. Kid's done a really good job. Dallas is your number one under team this year. They're 37, 21, and two to the under. That's almost 64%. That is wild. You just, perception wise, you always have to look at these numbers because you think Heat under team, they've been an over team. You think Dallas over team, they've been an under team. And of course, that's going to be baked into the number as well. Perception plays into the bookmakers' number making, but this is, Dallas has been, Cleveland, by the way, your second as far as cashing to the unders. Um, Minnesota, Miami, and Houston, your three over teams this year. Will, yeoman's job by you, my man. Now go have time fun Will. with the family on a Sunday. That, that, that technical issue was really, we were just stalling to not talk about Aaron Rodgers. But, Michael, when we come back, we do have oh, to discuss will. him. Well, no problem. And You got it. And specifically, I want to talk about, we'll start with Devontae Adams. Because he's, he's looking for, like, 30 mil. And the Packers. I heard it was twenty-five. I okay. heard it was twenty-five a year. It's it's like seven million over the closest receiver. How closely tied are Rodgers and Adams? We'll come back with the answer from Michael Lombardi next here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Get $10 instantly and up to a $1000 bonus. Just use that bonus code Vegas1000. And for information here on VSEN as far as the horses, go to vsen.com/horses for details. Okay. Good Sunday here as we head into March. Of course, that was the last Saturday. In fe- a short month, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We got technical issues all squared away. My man's good to go. You got free agency opening up on March 16th. Am I correct with that date? I think I am. And Rodgers and Adams. So this is a conference, excuse me, a division that Green Bay should be able to dominate. The Lions aren't any good. Minnesota's in a transition. Chicago's in a transition. So the NFC North is... Green Bay is to have. However, their best two players could be gone. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Let's start with those two and what you know, Michael Lombardi. 
Well, I mean, what we do know is simply there's the perception that Aaron Rodgers controls his destiny as we all await with bated breath. I think that really what we're awaiting for is does he want to continue playing football or does he want to retire? I think that's ultimately the decision, you know, because I think Green Bay's made it very clear that they did not agree to trade him this year. They'll let him become a free agent at the end of the year, but not this year. And so I know they're fully prepared to offer him a new contract. I don't think this is about Aaron Rodgers wanting more money. I don't think this is the play. I think if you study how elite talent wants in this day and age, and Roger Martin, the former head of the University of Toronto Business School, wrote a really good article about this, specifically about Aaron Rodgers, about how elite talent wants to be treated with with more insightful inclusion, more than money. And Rodgers has enough money, and I'm sure he wants a new contract, but I don't think it's being portrayed correctly. However, he wants to be involved in the decisions. And I think ultimately, when you look at Green Bay, they're trying to get below the cap. They're working diligently to do that. You know, and they've got to be able to to do something with Rodgers so that they can lower his cap number to then put Adams's franchise tag on their team. And then they can moodle around with whether they re-sign Lucas Patrick, their starting center, what they do with Devontae Campbell, who played really well for them at inside linebacker. And, and they work their way through that and handle the draft. So for me, I, I think this is all about does Rodgers want to play football next year or not? I, I see him for, on Green Bay's team. Again, I think we have this mentality that we believe the offseason in the NFL is much like the NBA. Players can demand where they want to get traded. When that's not the reality. That's not the reality. We haven't seen it. Have you seen a player demand to be traded that uh, has been traded? A a marquee quarterback? I mean, I can't find one. Mm Mm-mm doesn't happen the, that's that's not that's not the NFL way by the way as far as next year's MVP back to back MVPs for Rodgers of course he's tied atop the board with Patrick Mahomes at 7 to 1 to win it next year as far as to win Super Bowl 57 Michael Lombardi the Bills and Chiefs are tied at 7 to 1 the Rams 7 and a half to 1 McVay is back uh, Cowboys 14 to 1 tied with the Packers at 14 to 1 to win next year's championship they're in a gross cap spot i believe Bakhtiari just did just reorganized his contract to help him out with the cap hit now let's go to mm-hmm. adams what's the yeah. story well, with devonte adams i i think the a lot of the, the story is simply he was i mean i was told during the season he was asking for upwards of 25 million per year which made it really easy for them to say no fact no but no facts i mean at some point you get to an, a point uh, at a negotiation where it's it's no it makes no sense to negotiate you're so far apart it makes no sense to negotiate, and then you just insult the person you're talking to. So I, I think ultimately what they should do is if they can afford this and get him in their cap and put him on the franchise tag for one year and then see where that goes. Now, you know, once you do that, then all of a sudden you start to go out 120%. But if you're going to go all in, if you know you have Rodgers for one more year, okay, and you're Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekus, the general manager, of the Packers, and you're going to put all your chips in the table this year, then put them all on the table. Go all in. Go be KGB. You know, sprinkle your chips right around there. You know, pay the man his money and go forward. And I think ultimately that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll franchise him. They'll try to add. They'll spend money. They'll re- reconfigure their team, try to get better defensively, try to stay healthy defensively. And when they do that, they're as good as anybody. They're better. At, they're, to me, their odds – 
are way too high. They're really good value right now because they're a better team than the Rams, assuming they get all these guys back. And you've got to assume, based on the language we're hearing coming out of Titletown, that they prepare, they're going to go all in. They're, they're going to do everything in their power in Rodgers' last season if he comes back to make sure that they got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. The wide receiver position with the Packers is fascinating. We mentioned Adams, who they may franchise, but Valdez-Scantling, unrestricted. Lazard, restricted. So complete question mark when it comes to that unit with the Packers. No doubt. And they've got to add more. I mean, Cobb wasn't a good player at the end, and I think they, they've got to be able to prepare their team for that. Look, they've lost two home playoff games the last two seasons. I mean, you know, for, uh, for LaFleur being the greatest coach in the NFL and the best coach in the league, you know, you lose two home playoff games with the MVP, you, you've got to fix some things on your football team. There's no doubt. You know, and, and they couldn't separate from the 49ers. They couldn't make plays. The protection wasn't very good in the game. They were able to take advantage of it. They need Bakari back. There's no doubt at left tackle. Because I think ultimately when Rodgers starts to get hit, like most quarterbacks, it becomes a problem. You know, the third down pass, third and ten, it, it, it just was obvious. They've got an in-cut wide open, but he tries to throw the ball down the field to Adams, gets it out of his hand rather quickly. And if he holds it, he's got an in-cut wide open first down. Maybe they go down and score after the block punt, but they didn't. And I think that really you've got to evaluate where you are as a staff in Matt LaFleur and how we're going to fix this problem. Any thoughts on Jordan Love? Going to be entering year three, just kind of chilling, hanging out there? I think the – I don't want to call it desperation. I think the, the reaction by the Packers it tells you all you need to know about where they see love. Now, this doesn't mean he can't become a good player in a year from now, but I don't think they think he's ready. Just like I don't think that, that there's people in the 49er organization, I truly think they don't think Lance is ready. And I know they put it out there that they, they, they're not going to trade Garoppolo because, you know, they – but I do think there is some truth to that. Now, they know they have to trade Garoppolo because they can't waste another year on a quarterback they gave up so much for. But I, I ultimately don't think that Love has given them any sense of, look, we're tired of dealing with Rodgers. I think they've gone the other way. I think they know they have Rodgers for one year. They didn't promise to get rid of him. They said that they would accommodate him at the, after, his, after this season. And I think ultimately that's what they'll do. I got a suggestion for you if you're interested. So Aaron Rodgers, he's feeling good. The reason he's feeling good is because he went on a 12-day cleanse, Michael Lombardi. Uh, it involved drinking warm ghee in the morning and, of course, a laxative at night. Uh, another thing you can do when you get on this cleanse is you're going to... Now, there's no eating on this cleanse? Is strict it just diet, 12 bro. days of... Uh, abstaining from... Huh? But here's the most important part for you. You have to abstain from exercise, sex, and sugar. Can you do that? So those are hard things to do. Those are hard things to do. <laughs> I feel you, bro. That's a challenge. I know. Is I he know. going? Is he becoming a monk? I mean, isn't that what you do to become a monk? Isn't that how you do it? Uh, let me just meta meditate on it for a second. I, I mean, you got don't you could look good in those robes with the, <laughs> you know the brown robes with the belt around them. You get a haircut, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine that. You know, and for, uh, forced vomiting. And of course, the laxatives go the other way. There's a lot. There's a lot but to do. You're there. not allowed to eat, though. I mean, you're not allowed hmm. to eat. I don't think he was eating. He was, uh, yeah, actually, mainly rice, mung beans, which are really good, vegetables, um, and just ghee. 
essentially ginger, turmeric, coriander, ghee, and laxatives. That sounds fun. Yeah, there's the, the, the monks. There's a, a monk of, there's a China, China group of Japanese monks, I believe. I forget the first name uh, that, that kind of had this tradition. They went like 42 days of doing this. I've read about them, the marathon monks, they were called. And then they would go through it. And then they had to go through like seven years of the traditions to which if they didn't make it, they would have to commit suicide. Are you kidding me? I get the name of it. I forget the monk's name. But you know it, what? It, I'll tell you this, what. This sounds very similar to it. Hey, Stephen Bond, can you get us the Dalai Lama in the next segment as a guest? And <laughs> we'll also get his thoughts on Celtics Pacers coming up tonight. The Dalai Lama will talk uh, ghee and laxatives and Celtics Pacers. Have you ever done a cleanse, juice cleanse or no, anything like that? I don't like think that? I have. Where you just I don't think abstain I from food for a few days and just go straight. It's, no, the first they're day actually is rough. Called the mar if you read it, the, the marathon monks, they're called. The marathon and monks. And they basically walk 26 miles a day. That's why they're called of Mount Hai. Uh, and they're, in a, they're a Japanese group. And they live off, they have one meal a day, which is the rice and the, the, some kind of their soup. And they do all this walking with their sticks and up and down the, the hills, the Himalayas. So all I need is a stick and I'm in? Well, I got one of those sticks to balance you and like the Walenda, you know, you kind of get balanced going across the wire. All right, fine. I'll start tonight. I'm going to start my yeah. cleanse with the monks tonight. Why not? <laughs> well, we'll do it as a show. We'll get the whole crew. Des is here. She's read about the, read, the marathon monks are a fascinating group to read about. They really are. Of course, Aaron Rodgers did a 12-day cleanse. That's Aaron for us. We come back. Thomas Gable's hot next here at Lombardi Line. Okay, get everything you need to bet the madness this year, 24-7. Streaming available at vcin.com. Daily best bet emails in our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for $19. It's cheap, man. Whether you're filling out your bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, on every key game, conference, and player to watch. From the favorites to the potential Cinderella, sign up today. It doesn't last forever. Betting splits, breakdowns on everything for 19 bucks through April 5th vcin.com slash madness. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. Also in Jersey is our buddy Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. Got back on the board with a Des Moines win on the over yesterday. He's 11 and 8 overall. And as we say good morning to Thomas, hey Thomas, so I don't know if you heard, but Michael's making the whole show do a 12 day cleanse. We're calling it the monk <laughs> cleanse. Here's all you need if you're part of the team. You just need a stick and some turmeric. Are you going to do the cl yeah. cleanse with us, Thomas Gable? I guess the first question is, what's the stick for in the cleanse? We don't know. I just he just told me I need a stick, and I got a stick. Well, okay. you got you know, <laughs> if you're going to be a marathon monk, you, you have to work. You have to run 18 miles a day for 100 straight days, and that's just in year one. Then year two, you do it again for 100 straight days. And then in year three, you run I think 20 miles a day for 100. Then year four, you got to do it for 200. Then in year five, you got to do it for 250 or something, and then year six, you go up to 37. It's a seven-year process, Thomas, which would eliminate Cafe 2825 from our, our repertoire, so we're out. I, I think we're completely out. There's no way I'm not going to visit Joe in seven years. We're doing so a seven-year cleanse? I thought it was 12 days. This, okay, seven years is a commitment. 
that, that's what the marathon monks do, but we're out. We, we just, we, we, you know, we opted out before we started. I think that's most important. <laughs> yeah, that's right. we, we're, plus, how, how can you cleanse when you got college basketball and you want to watch games and eat chips? That's I mean, right. Seriously. That is right. Hey, how about that? That was a historic day yesterday. One through six lose. Also, Texas Tech losing. So seven of the top nine teams in the country, Thomas Gable, go down yesterday. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, it just, I think, goes to show what we've talked about throughout this season. And that's that literally there are so many teams uh, that could possibly go into March and, and come out the winner. There's, there's no one clear cut. Yes, Gonzaga is certainly the best team in the country. Uh, their loss uh, last night, now, you know, we know St. Mary's is a good team, but um, there isn't that team, though, that sits out and above everyone else that says, hey, there's, there's, no one else has a shot. There are plenty of teams that have a shot this year in March. And, you know, yesterday with all those teams losing at the, uh, the top of the rankings there, it just uh, it goes to, uh, to back that up. Thomas, did you adjust your power rankings at all after yesterday? I mean, is Gonzaga still your number one team in your power rankings? Did you move anybody up? They are. I mean, Ken Palm yeah, moved Kentucky up even after the loss. So, Kentucky, yeah, I mean, Kentucky's certainly uh, still in my top five. Uh, Gonzaga I still have as one. Um, Baylor has moved up as well, and one of the teams we're going to talk about today, which um, – I haven't really said, but I probably have them uh, ranked a lot higher than many other people is is Houston. I actually have Houston in my top five. I had them in my top five coming into this weekend at number four. Well, today we start, and I'm not doing this to you. Those that don't know Thomas Gable is a big Georgetown fan. That's first on your list. How about this? UConn's laying 11 and a half at Georgetown. If you can get players to go play in the middle of the woods in Connecticut, up in Stores, Connecticut, Georgetown should be able to get some players as well. That's not the case right now, Thomas. (laughs) Well, let's get this game out of the way first. I'm glad that we went to it first. Yeah, UConn laying 11 and a half here. Totals 145 and a half and. UConn is coming off their best win of the season, a 71-69 win over Villanova. And you're starting to hear a little more chatter now about this team. They certainly need this game today, and they can't get complacent. Uh, you know, you look at the Hoyas and you say this should be a walkover for, for UConn, and um, you can't be caught looking ahead to Creighton, who they have up next. Uh, UConn, they're a good team defensively. Uh, right now, I would say they're probably going to be anywhere from a four to a six seed for the tournament. Um, I just wouldn't recommend laying this number with UConn because I think it's a little high, uh, but I also don't trust Georgetown here at all. Um, If anything, I would maybe look at taking the points in the first half with Georgetown six and a half, uh, but I wouldn't make a play on this game either way. Do you just feel like this is Georgetown's last last kind of stand here for the program, and they'll give it everything they have? Uh, is that is that your feeling, or do you just think there's going to be a little bit of a letdown from Connecticut, knowing they're playing an inferior team, which kind of fits the narrative of the weekend? Yeah, it does. That's the only thing that worries me about UConn. I, I think Georgetown's best chance, you know, went out in their last game against DePaul to get a conference win. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. I, this team is just really, really, um, it's really bad. I mean, there's no other yes. word to describe them right now. They're, they're just really bad. And uh, so, I, but again, it, it is a possible letdown spot here for UConn. And certainly, you know, if they're looking ahead, uh, Creighton is 
much closer to them in the standings in the Big East. That's who they have up next. Uh, you hope that they're not looking ahead here past Georgetown, but uh, that's the only reason I would not recommend laying this number with UConn. Okay, you mentioned Houston. I'm right there with you. A bunch of vets, great defense. Calvin Sampson knows what he's doing. Final four run last year. Here comes SMU today. This is a big number. SMU's a very good basketball team. They are. They are. And the first time these two teams met, SMU won. They, they won 85-83. And I don't want to say that that was a fluke because, you know, SMU's, as you said, they're not a bad team at all. They play great defense. They rebound well. But for me, these two teams are in completely different classes. Uh, in that first meeting, SMU shot 52% from three, and I don't expect that to happen again here today. And, again, you know, I have the Houston top five in my uh, power ratings uh, at number four. And, you know, heading into this weekend, I only had them really behind the Zags, Arizona, and Kentucky, which, uh, you know, again, may surprise some people, but I've been on high in Houston for a long time. They're tremendous on both ends of the floor. They rebound as well as any team in the country. They're well-coached and they're experienced. And honestly, we talked a little bit about that this past week in terms of futures value. I think they're, they're one of the best values on the board right now. And um, while I may have them rated higher than, than most people, I think this line here at 10.5 today is a little short. Um, and the total here is 137.5. Don't get fooled by this total either. People will look at that score at the first meeting uh, where it was 85-83 and kind of scoff at the total 137.5. Just be very careful with that. I think this 137.5 is a very good number. Good point, Thomas. Ohio State picked up a nice win on the road at Illinois midweek. They head to Maryland. Uh, this number is Ohio State, I believe, laying four, four and a half. Is that where you're at? Yeah, we have Ohio State laying four and a half right now. The total is 142 and a half. And back on February 6th, Ohio State, they beat Maryland 82 67. Um, Maryland has lost six of their last eight games. Ohio State coming off that huge win against Illinois on Thursday, 86-83. And, you know, again, is this a potential letdown spot here for the Buckeyes? Um, I just don't know if Maryland's going to have enough firepower to stay with Ohio State. Um, uh, EJ there, he's been battling the flu as of late, he, but he did score 21 against Illinois. He should be back to normal health here today. But it's been the emergency, uh, the emergence of uh, uh, first-year wing there, Malachi Branham, who has really stepped up in the last three games. He's absolutely shooting the lights out, over 60% from three, 70% from the field. The only thing I worry about for Ohio State is possible fatigue setting in down the road, as they they had a lot to fit a lot of games here in late in the regular season due to some cancellations earlier. But um, I don't see them having much issue here with the Terps today. Thomas, uh, local flair today, 1 o'clock, Knicks, Sixers, going to have it on the big screen, I, I presume. How much action are you getting on Philadelphia, and what's your, what's your number on this game? So this is going to be by far the most heavily bet game of the day here. Um, the Shocking. Sixers, actually, when we when we opened up, was uh, uh, we took a $50,000 bet on the Sixers literally two minutes after we opened the doors here this morning at 8.5. So, uh it's been all Sixers money here. The over is also getting bet, which is currently a 218.5. But, uh, again, the Sixers, 
uh, traveling to New York, you know, I think this could be a little bit closer than what people are expecting. But uh, certainly after that first uh, showing, everybody's on the Sixers. Did you go to nine when uh, after the eight and a half? They laid it with eight and a half. Where uh, are you sitting now? I don't know. It's not going to get to nine. It's not going to get to nine, no. Okay. TG, uh, great job with the Des Moines play yesterday. And enjoy your Sunday over there at the Borgata. Thank you. Thank you, TG. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, guys. Racing Sportsbook Director Thomas Gable at the Borgata in Atlantic City. It's a great place. I mean, it's not only at the Borgata. This game, uh, the Sixer game, has got you know double the bets of most every other game on the board. Now, they're staggered, right? All the games are pretty staggered, so obviously the first game up is going to get the most attention. But obviously this game has – the Sixers have garnered the, the national betting public's attention. There's no doubt, Patrick. Josh Applebaum is next, Michael. We continue Lombardi Line here on a Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, bet on more than the final score with the one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay is designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types including team and player props. All you have to do is log into your account at BetMGM and of course create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM, I ask you? Well, sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. This is a great offer. VSIN1000 is the code, VSIN1000. Plus, you're going to get those kind of like a reward system with your credit card. We get it by betting through BetMGM. New customer offer, paid for and free bets. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. So oftentimes, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. Josh Applebaum's going to join us here on the Lombardi line. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You ever been, like, lounging around and get caught up in a weird television program? Well, right in front of us here, Michael Lombardi, we've got the dance and cheerleading competitions for college. And South Florida's got a squad, man. Veteran-laden squad. And they're, <laughs> they just beat out Alabama for the cheerleading title. I got to tell you, I was watching it with Femi and, and Stephen Bond here. It's stressful watching cheerleaders because if one person botches it, down goes the whole team. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Can you, can you, are you doing this for betting? Can we bet on this? I was going to ask not? Thomas Gable if it was a live market over there at the Borgata, but I, I let him go with that. Yeah, we've been yeah. obsessed with it here in studio. Anywho, uh, I've got a poll question before we bring in Josh, 
Who would you bet? Remember yesterday at VEASAN Live, Stephen Bond, who would you bet on to win the NCAA championship? Gonzaga shortest there at 4-1. to one. Arizona 8-1 to one, got smacked yesterday. Kentucky 8-1 to one as well. Auburn 10-1. to one. Let's go ahead and reveal the results here. As uh, What do you got, Michael? Kentucky 32.7 takes home our yeah. little poll question at 8-1. Like I think that's who you had as well. Yeah, I did. And, and I think, you know, losing Arkansas yesterday in Bud Walton isn't exactly, you know, a bad on your resume. It's a tough place to play. And they had they were in the game up until the end and had opportunities that they just couldn't cash in on. So, you know, Auburn to me is the team that I think is slipping slowly away. I'm not sure they're the best team in the Southeast Conference. So, you know, I could see nobody really jumping all over that. Arizona, that was disappointing losing in Colorado. I mean, if you lost to Colorado State, which is 22-5, and five, I would say, okay, you know, sure. you lost to a good Colorado State team, but you lost to Colorado. You know, that was kind of surprising. But, look, I think sometimes these losses late help a coach refocus his team because it's not we're not shooting a Hollywood movie here. This is going to be hard to get through the tournament. It's a very good point as we say hi to Meadows' father, Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod, of course, betting across America with Pritch during the week. How about a market update, Josh? How are we feeling? Oh, we're feeling good, guys. Patrick Michael, great to be with you. And Patrick, I know, like me, you're a, you're a big fan of Bring It On. Remember Kirsten Dunst and, and Gabrielle Union? So I know you got the cheerleaders. It's the only DVD I right saved, now, but... bro. Remember, it's the only DVD I saved. Of course, Josh, I know this. I love it. Great movie there, guys. But let's start with the NBA. One game that caught my eye on the NBA today, guys. Utah Jazz and Phoenix Suns. So two of the best teams here in the Western Conference. And you're seeing a really sharp line move here toward the Utah Jazz. A lot of these books opened up. Phoenix Suns at home laying two, laying one and a half. I mean, they open as a favorite here. And yet the public is saying, what do I do? I have a really good Suns team, uh, 49 and 11, best record in the NBA. They're laying points at home, and yet you're getting the Jazz here, another really good team, getting a couple points. They're split down the middle, don't know what to do. But the bigger wagers here, guys, are going with Utah. Utah has flipped from a dog to a favorite, getting one and a half or two early. Now they've flipped to a two-point favorite. Uh, I'd look at the Jazz on the money line here, minus 130. To me, when you're laying these short numbers, I don't want a one-point win and lose or a two-point win and push. So I'm going to be with that move, but ideally not getting the worst of it in terms of a spread. So this is a money line play for me on the Jazz. A couple of reasons to like the Jazz. One, a lot of road refs in this game. Forte, Zarba, and Bukert, all between 52 and 55% against the spread to the road team. Phoenix is in a, a tough schedule spot. They're playing their third game in four days, uh, whereas the Jazz are only playing their third game in the last 12 days. So Jazz are getting much healthier. Suns still are missing Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, Kaminsky. Uh, and you have seen these road favorites in the NBA, guys. It's been interesting. The home favorites haven't done very well. Public tends to look at these home favorites. You want to bet on the team that, that's expected to win, has the home crowd behind them. But their negative return on investment this year, the road favorites are 54 0.1% against the spread. And if you're laying three or less, those short numbers, you get up to 57%. So tough schedule spot for the Suns. Line is going to the Jazz. I'll go Jazz on the money line here. A healthier Jazz team against a tired, tough schedule spot here today for the Suns. Yeah, I think the pain injury certainly is moving this number because without now without Paul and then without pain, they're really, you know, do they play do they have to now play Peyton coming off the bench and you know, and see where they go with Eric to pick up some minutes in the point guard. I think that's ultimately what's what's causing this line to move so dramatically. You've been oddly quiet and haven't been involving your Boston Celtics. My, I should call him Michael Lombardi's Boston Celtics. He's been all over them. They've been on a roll. They're at Indy laying nine off the eight opener. I got a couple nine and a halves. Why, Josh? Explain why you haven't been backing your boys, please. 
So it's been tough for me, guys, because number one, they've been playing great. And this is a complete, you know, polar opposite from what we've seen out of the Celtics, you know, last year, year and a half. They've pretty much been a 500 team. But for whatever reason, they've just flipped a switch. Everything has been clicking here. They're winning and they're covering. Now, the tough spot with the Celtics, after especially making that Derek White trade, really kind of uh, adding another ball handle, handler, making it a little bit easier on Marcus Smart is that they're always real now they're getting really popular and they're getting big line moves in their favor. So uh, they're still covering these numbers. But for example, this game, guys, they open on the road at the Pacers laying eight. They're getting three out of four bets. Now they're up to minus nine and a half. Now you have seen recently in the spot, and if you go to a couple games ago, the Celtics, when they were at the Nets, they opened like minus five, got all the way to nine and ended up rolling and winning by, you know, uh, 15, 20 points there. So with this play, it's going to the Celtics. If you want to sweat the Celts, I don't blame you at all. The line is in their favor. It's just tough for me being huge with the public, getting the worst of a back end of a line move here. I'm not going to bet the Pacers. To me, it's Celtics or nothing, but I'll just be wary. Once teams really get hot and everyone starts to love them, you'll see this in the market. They'll be really popular. The line will go in their favor. It may not matter, but long term, you know, if you're laying a nine and a half with the public when the line opens eight, I think it's a tough proposition. But forget what I said, guys. They'll win by 20 today. <laughs> well, I think ultimately, you know, Indiana coming off the tough loss again, the tough loss, the overtime loss at Oklahoma City, you know, that certainly has inflated this number. One team's playing really well, the other team's not, and and I think you're right, Josh. You get you you kind of start chasing the number, and and it gets to be the worst number that you could get. Not that I want to back the Pacers at all, no, because the Pacers are closer to the Thunder than they are to the Celtics. But the last time Boston was in this situation, great win in Philadelphia, they went and stubbed their toe against Detroit. So they they have proven that sometimes on just no rest, they're not the same team, especially defensively. Yep. Pacers are terrible. Okay, three plays in college hoops. Let's get to them, Josh. Illinois, Michigan. Michigan needs it. Illinois is laying a point. It's a pick em. Anywhere between Illinois 1 and a pick em. What do you got? Yeah, so first off, going from yesterday, guys, you guys have hit on it. An epic day in terms of upsets. I mean, the madness is almost already upon us. You had seven top ten teams lose outright. So going into today, I think a lot of the public is going to probably chase a lot of these favorites, say, you know, yesterday was crazy, you know, regression. Let's hammer some of these favorites, these ranked teams. They'll win and cover. We'll get our money back. But I would be a little careful today. For example, here, guys, I like Michigan in this spot. You look at Illinois, they're 19-8. and eight. They're ranked 15th in the country. You look at Michigan, 15-11, and 11, unranked. So if you have a ranked team with a far better record, against an unranked team with a far inferior record why is this game only a pick them that seems really fishy like shouldn't illinois be you know minus two minus three minus four the public is really loading up here on illinois as a ranked team at a pick em price but yet guys a lot of these books were at one point illinois laying one or one and a half the line is moving now to michigan here despite this heavy uh, illinois betting so i'll go michigan here you know if you can still find a one grab it if not you know, little, you know, uh, teachable moment. Don't just automatically, no matter who you like here, Michigan or Illinois, don't automatically bet the pick em. Compare the pick em price to the money line price. It might save yourself, you know, a little bit of juice. One might be minus 110 or minus 112 or minus 108. But guys, this is a uh, Ken Palm sound the alarm. He has Michigan winning this game. And shout out to Phil Martelli uh, back in that, that coaching chair. Had a big win uh, stepping in for Juwan Howard. I'll go uh, Michigan here at home on a fish. I got a question for Michael because you just, Michael casually dropped that he's essentially best friends with Scottie Pippen yesterday. I feel no. like Martelli and you have definitely broken bread at some point in life. No, that's your, that actually, seems like I don't your guy. Know him. No, I don't really know him. I, I, I know Billy Lang, the new coach at St. Joe's now, who's been there two years, but I don't know Martelli. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he's a local guy in Philly, but I've never really crossed paths with him. But, you know, certainly he had, you know, that one season with St. Joe, then that program really never could get going. So maybe if he plays well today, and I suspect Michigan will play really well today because it's all in this. This is really, you know, the last stand game. They've got to. 
you know, and, and they're always dangerous when you play, as particularly at home here. So I, I would suspect they would, but this might give them a chance to enter into an ex-head coaching job. Two players back from the brawl as well gives Michigan a boost. Josh, 10 seconds each. I want you to give me your take on SMU Houston, Ohio State, Maryland. What do you got? T yeah, TG had a great breakdown of SMU Houston. Guys, typically the public loves betting on ranked teams. Not today. They're all over SMU because SMU is 20 and 6. They just beat Houston a little bit ago. But guess what? Even though you're getting three out of four bets on SMU, a very trendy dog, Houston went from minus 10 to minus 11. So I'll go Houston here. Really sharp contrarian reverse line move. And I know it's gross, and I was texting TG. You have no faith in Maryland today, guys, but I'll take the Terps plus four and a half down to plus four. That's a really fishy number there with Maryland. Great job, Josh. Thank you. Michael Lombardi, you got 20 seconds. What's your Sunday look like? Oh, I'm going to go enjoy the Sixer-Knicks game. I think I'm going to watch a little bit, write a little bit, uh, and, and see uh, how this goes out. I'm a little bit leery about this line moving towards the Sixers today. I think it's an overreaction. So. I suspect the Knicks will play pretty good today. I, I, I would take them in the points. Enjoy it, Mr. Sixer. I'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi line, Thank okay? Thank you, Patrick. Okay. Fendi and James Saline is coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs>